Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 23 Part 2, SmackDown Episode 981 and 205 Live Episode 80, both aired on June 5th, 2018. Uh, last episode, I talked about how I would be seeing early the new film Hotel Artemis. I ended up not going... Um, but I, I plan on seeing it uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm su still super excited uh, to see it, but um, it was so windy last night and people are crazy on the highway that um, I, uh, I figured I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it later on. Um, so I don't have anything extra to talk about today. Um, I have, I, I still keep meaning to talk about some of the comic books I've been reading. Um, uh, one that I read last night was Aquaman Jabberjaw. Um, so I guess I will talk about this real quick. Um, I, I don't read a whole lot of Aquaman. I am a, a bit familiar with them. I've, I've seen Throne of Atlantis, the, the DC animated universe film, um, and of course, I've seen uh, the the two feature films he's been in so far, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Aquaman, directed by James Wan. That'll be pretty cool, I think. But um, uh, I, I do remember vaguely. I don't remember any of the mythology and stuff around Jabberjaw, um, so I don't know what was altered or the, all that kind of thing. But all these crossovers with Hanna Barbera characters are so silly and fun um i also recently read oh what was the other one there were four of them that came out i've only read two of them so far the other one was oh why can't i even remember anyway uh jabberjaw and aquaman um it's some it's some weird oh that's right speed buggy and flash um there's a whole thing with uh the creator of the speed force becoming speed bug buggy as uh their experiment was sabotaged by i think it was reverse flash in the future and there was also reverse speed buggy all these are spoilers it's a one shot though so anyway go check it out it came out last week um and aquaman and um jabberjaw was also really i liked i liked aquaman and jack jabberjaw even more than the other one it's uh <laughs> the introduction of jabberjaw is is worth it alone and then there's also a bonus story um in this issue about captain caveman and captain caveman depicted as an actual person is so creepy so, uh, it, it, just his appearance made me feel dirty because he, he looks so so filthy and all the, the gross matted hair and uh you could just smell the smell him coming off right off of the page um the the cartoon version of captain caveman caveman is much more palatable but though now that i think about it it still looks pretty pretty dang dirty but at least it's he's kind of cute in a way he's he's 
has some redeeming factors, I suppose. Okay, so let's talk about SmackDown, which was excellent. Um, 205 Live was also, this whole night was so good. Um, whereas, so Raw, there were those shining points throughout the night. This episode, there was, I can't even think of a part that I didn't enjoy. Everything was so good. I did miss a little bit uh, here and there um, because I had ordered some pizza and I kept uh, going uh, to the other room um, in case I missed them or something. Um, so uh, the second hour, there were a few few parts that I, that I may have missed, some really good stuff. But anyhow, uh, we open up with Carmella, who has something to reveal about Asuka. First she so- shows the... Uh, the kind of typical Asuka's awesome highlight reel. But then she shows, shows the real Asuka. And thankfully it wasn't some weird, bizarre uh, people in costumes sort of thing. Uh, it was simply a highlight reel of the times that Asuka wasn't looking so hot. Uh, where she was defeated by Charlotte. And then beaten up by some other people. Uh, attacked when she was coming to the ring. Stuff like that. And... Technically, none of those moments were her actually being defeated. Those were just uh, parts where she uh, had didn't have the upper hand at the moment. Um, she did lose one of those matches, but it was uh, Becky Lynch who was pinned in that match. So, anyway, Carmella's argument doesn't necessarily hold up that Asuka's different since she came back. Um, and my argument that I made on Twitter and on the podcast, I think, before, is that uh, Asuka is different because she was the final boss that Charlotte had to beat. And uh, then the game started over. And so uh, you, you could then select Asuka as a, as a party member, which Charlotte has done. But also Charlotte starts back at level one with all the stuff that she had. But... She's not as powerful as she was, and so she's able to get be attacked by these new enemies who are in this uh, new run of the game, uh, the Iconics and Carmella. Um, so that's how she's able to lose the championship, and uh, she's still leveling up. She's still gearing up towards that. Uh, she has to get some more loot to be able to get back that championship um will she be able to do that or does she have to do it the the longer harder way and just keep grinding um if she gets that loot that kind of shortcut it would be that money in the bank contract but anyway uh as their asuka comes out um after the entire crowd says they're ready for asuka <clears throat> which they're that that they had a different meaning of that like we were ready to see asuka we want to see her um she comes out and then mandy rose and sonya deville come out and they both want to fight asuka and uh page comes out says hey i make the matches so asuka who do you want to fight and asuka says give me both so asuka versus mandy and sonya so this whole thing took up the first quarter of the show a full half hour which is pretty cool um the the show overall had a lot of coverage of um, the women's division. Um, and I enjoyed that. The only thing that I was missing was the Iconics. But with how much time that they got for the entire show, um, I think that, I mean, that's that's all right. 
that's all right because it was some quality quality stuff um let's see uh, so after oscar dropkick mandy oh this is all right before a commercial break i thought it was about to be the end of the match but it was it led into a commercial break and it continued on for a whole other segment um oscar won um via the oscar lock and uh carmel is very annoyed and goes in there and uh and attacks she she ends up super kicking asuka in the face but again like this this show of dominance it's like this is after the match this doesn't really count as a, an example of being better than asuka in a match um but there's some <laughs> there's some great dancing and i missed this but somebody posted on on reddit pointed out the the that byron's comment they said she, she she was celebrating on the commentator's desk and uh byron i guess said um uh, she's getting footprints all over the table uh that, oh that's great i need to watch it back to hear him actually say it i can imagine him saying it i only saw it in text but uh oh that made me laugh just reading it um up next we had new day and the miz backstage they want the miz to help them reveal who they're who who of them they want to reveal their member um (laughs) the miz catches on immediately he's like rephrase um they they want him to draw a name from a hat but uh but no looking so they pull his headband over his eyes so it's a blindfold they bring out a second hat as he's about to put his fingers in there and it's full of pancake batter um so uh then there he's very upset and getting pancake batter all over the place i this is a new a new element to the whole pancake thing and i have a feeling sometime in the near future we're gonna see someone full-on covered in batter um as you would see with slime on the nickelodeon show um uh and and if they don't if they don't say something along the lines of uh i this is a salt and battery or something like that um i i'd be pretty disappointed up next we had harper versus carl anderson uh, a partial preview of what's to come at money in the bank with this tag team championship match uh carl anderson won when he snuck in a snuck a roll a roll up and he just runs away immediately um which is it just it's good tactics don't need to get beat up even more don't need to lose even more energy um just because he didn't just because he stuck around um after a a sneaky win like that um so so that's cool it shows that these guys can be toppled and the bludgeon brothers looked uh very upset by this uh they're baffled that there there wasn't even a, a dancer to look at as some type of um solace some type of console uh as as consolation that they didn't even have um a a dancer to to enjoy um up next we had jimmy and naomi versus aiden and lana and i didn't realize this till afterwards the reason that rusev was in tag with lana is because rusev is in the money in the bank six on six tag team match um in the main events so that that made sense later on uh uh he, at this point i was like why 
what why why are they getting along so well and all that um aiden got hit in the vocal cords a couple of times oh my gosh our songbird is in danger i'm so worried um jimmy hits him with a super kick to the throat to end the match um so he's hurt hit in the throat late earlier earlier and then super kicked to end it uh there's some great stuff throughout the match i really enjoyed it uh there's uh one moment that's been talked about a lot was uh naomi uh does uh tope suicida um to lana and aiden and aiden uh definitely prevented uh something from going very very wrong um as she caught he caught her um quite well and uh and and softened that landing um for everybody's safety so that was cool that was cool to see um but yeah she almost in midair she she full scorpioned um so it was great great that the recovery happened after that and actually i didn't see it when it initially happened i saw the replay which was from like the in-ring angle um which you you couldn't see nearly as much how much uh how much aiden helped with that but you could see the full scorpion happening um in progress <laughs> the full scorpion in progress we'll see um up next we had a backstage contract signing between aj and shinsuke nakamura um with page officiating officiating and there are a couple of other guys there that it would it, we would find out later on the segments um uh, she says there will be a winner but she didn't mention anything about if they're both knocked out so i guess guess we'll see this better be the main event since it is um since it is last man standing that means there's there's no time limit or anything like that this better be the freaking main event damn it um anyway aj uh says he figured he figured it out why uh nakamura is doing all this stuff is that uh he knows he knows that he can't beat me you know that you can't beat me is what the, the words he said the the pronouns of that get messed up if i change part of it anyway um then nakamura plays some mind games with the pens first his is out of ink he has to borrow aj's and then he says it's broken um and aj slaps him brawl's about to go down but the the two other guys there at the table uh help keep them apart and keep the table most importantly they keep keep the table from getting flipped over or smashed or or whatnot um then we had becky lynch versus charlotte's this was also a pretty fun match to watch uh like it was it was a little bit like uh i don't know maybe twins fighting each other that they know everything that they're about to do so they kept like canceling each other out uh ultimately becky got the disarm her on charlotte and won the match and that was that was pretty awesome and then we had big business Cassidy come out for an interview with renee and he uh basically says he's gonna beat daniel bryant daniel bryant daniel bryant says a good big man will always defeat a good little man just watch this and he shows samoa joe beating daniel bryant last week and it's like yeah but that's samoa joe um you don't have a clip of you beating daniel bryan do you 
he could have easily shown a clip of him like attacking him and getting the upper hand um some some other time but no he showed somebody else beating daniel bryan like that's that's not helping your case backstage selena vega is talking to uh sincara sincara is saying i something something happened to to almost what's going on and vega says hey no yeah we're yes yes no yes i'm the best thing that has ever happened almost and he doesn't have to hide his face anymore and uh he requested a match with you and sincara what were you talking about i don't know exactly what he said because it's all in spanish um and almost attacks him from behind so uh i think this is pretty exciting kind of a, a different um a different sort of thing that we're we're going with these old friendships i guess it's kind of nakamura aj styles friendship type of thing but um <clears throat> it's it's right into the conflict it's immediate immediately into the conflict there's no um facade being put up except for the sinkara mask and then uh the main event Miz, Joe, and Rusev teamed up to face all three members of the, the New Day. The best... Okay, the, so many great moments throughout this whole match. But the two that stood out to me the most were uh, when Rusev Irish whipped Biggie into Joe, who's in the corner, and uh, he lifts him up and hits him with that Irinagi. That was so such an awesome combo. And... I felt like nobody really even reacted to it. The commentary didn't really say anything about it. The crowd didn't go wild. They should have. That was nuts. Um, and then there's the, uh, what looked like Kofi was about to springboard into uh, Biggie and, um, was it Joe in the ring? I think it was the Miz in the ring. That's right. Uh, uh, whoever was in the ring. Um, but instead, he springboards up and then he he suddenly disappears he had he had jumped backwards um, at the opponent outside the ring, which I believe was Joe. So that was really cool. Um, all kinds of shenanigans happened with pancakes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and the Miz messed up. He threw the pancakes um, on accident and hit uh, Joe and Rusev with them. And they, they and that's, that's it. They, they've had enough of the Miz's junk. And, um, because the Miz was just bossing them around like a minute earlier and, uh, like, all right, no. And they, they, they totally, um, obliterate the Miz, leave him there alone. And, uh, the, the New Day have their way with him, hit him with the midnight hour and Big E gets the win. So, uh, pretty cool main events. I enjoyed it. As far as six man tag team matches go, this is one of the, the most entertaining ones that I've seen on uh, on a television broadcast. Um, and that brings us to 205 Live, which was excellent. Top to bottom, best show. And SmackDown was great. SmackDown top to bottom was great. 205 Live, even more so. We opened up with Lince Dorado, accompanied by the rest of the Lucha House Party, versus the Brian Kendrick, who uh, entered with jack gallagher but uh i think he stayed backstage or something and drew gulak also joined him for his entrance and he was on commentary the whole time and drew gulak on commentary is my favorite thing 
he's he does his research he shares his research with us we get to learn a little bit um i don't think he's saying that he's reading an entry from babblefish but um i guess the, the definition does babblefish have definitions of stuff no i think that would be wikipedia but uh that discrepancy aside i still enjoy it and i still enjoy him calling lisa dorado Lindsay dorito and I, uh, I, I put together a very poorly done um, Photoshop of uh, a wig on a bag of Doritos. I think it was, um, oh, what kind of Doritos were they? They're like, uh, they're a salsa something. But, um, <laughs> and a pair of lips on there. Uh, and, I, and I posted that on Twitter and uh, Drew, Drew enjoyed that. And uh, so uh, more crappy photoshops in the near future, I'm sure, because um, there's the, all the apps on um, on iOS devices that make that pretty easy to do a poor job of that. Um, anyway, go check that, go check that out on uh, TIW Podcast on Twitter. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, and th- throughout he kept yelling at these guys um and uh who won oh lince wins after a uh springboard stunner type of type of thing whatever you call that um but afterwards drew attacks and he says what now dorito so what now dorito next this is what now dorito next week we're gonna have a a six-man tag team match which could be more it's probably gonna be more entertaining than uh the main event that I was just talking about. Uh, Lucha House Party, Kalisto, Grand Metallic, and Lisa Dorado versus the the Fights Fiesta in Casa. Uh, D. Brian Kendrick, Jack Gallagher, and Drew Gulak. Uh, that's why, no, I'm probably not going to call them because that took, that it would take some practice to easily call them that. Um, I had to think about that. <clears throat> A little bit. Even if I was reading it off a page, I would have to think about it to get it right. Uh, up next, we had a super awesome match from TJP versus a local fella, Brian Keith. Um, just go watch this. Might describe me it will do it no justice. But uh, TJP, well done. I enjoyed this. There's a, a promo during a squash match is so badass um the the clip on youtube of this they cut out the best part i thought where he goes at the end he has um uh he has him tied up like in a sharpshooter i think and uh he says and this guy it's tap out time and then he wrenches on him and he taps out um uh, tjp gets the win i mean the whole time he's just toying with him because he's talking between each move and uh brian keith from the beginning the handshake into a clothesline oh yeah that handshake and clothesline i thought was really cool the first time i saw it but then i saw watched it again and he clotheslines him with the same hand he's uh shaking hands with um i don't know if that's more difficult or not but it definitely looked more cool than if it was um kind of the typical um ripcord type of setup that you see a lot 
Um, oh wait, Leah Rush is coming. That could be pretty great. Um, and his in his promo uh, when he's hanging out on his balcony or whatnot, um, he he has this hourglass, and it's a a big part of the setup for the the punchline or the the tagline or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's it's rush time or whatever um with the hourglass when he sets it back down um he he sets it down in the same orientation that he picked it up so he wasn't resetting the time so i not not to say that that's a mistake but i thought it was interesting that well i guess why would you pick it up if you weren't weren't gonna flip it round unless it's an hour one of those hourglass it's an hourglass that's doesn't actually work then it doesn't really matter there's equal amount of sand on both sides but uh at least on the the very small screen because i watched it on my phone since i saw the I, I i missed it the first time around but um the on the very small screen i saw i couldn't tell if there's actually sand flowing through to the bottom of the thing that doesn't matter let's talk about the main events i did not take any notes about this because it's just it's just awesome. Watch it. Buddy Murphy is every single match. He's like the Sasha Banks of Two Hundred Five Live. That um, he has the, whoever has a match with them, it's their best match. And uh, this is the part three of Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Is so good. Um, but then uh, it got interrupted when Atami attacks Ali. Which disqualifies Buddy Murphy. So technically, Ali won the match. Uh, but then he also attacks Murphy. He drop kicks Murphy in the corner, corner, which makes me think that. Um, and I wish I knew lyrics to one of the songs, or or even the melody of one of the songs. Um, it makes me think that Hideo Tommy is a fan of the drop kick Murphys. So uh, go watch all of Two Five Live. It was so good. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next week. I think the only match that's been announced so far is that uh, six-man tag team match. Um, I'm sure we'll see more develop with with Hideo Itami and and the the whole championship situation. And uh, what's... Oh, the big thing about the TJP thing is that he was talking about how he is not appreciated by... Uh, Drake Maverick, that he's, it's not recognized that he he was the first champion who carried the show on his back back then, um, and so maybe uh, other g- general managers would appreciate him more. And he name and he and he names all three other general managers, not just Raw and SmackDown, but he also names NXT's manager William Regal. So uh yeah, I'm very interested to see where this this goes. Um, he's been talking a lot on Twitter about how he would love to go go after the Intercontinental Championship, and uh, I I can't disagree with that. That that would be pretty fun to watch. It'd be something different. Um, it'd be like a like a mutiny type thing of him wanting to leave his brand. It could be everything that the the Sami Zayn storylines have attempted to be somewhat except he doesn't have the shadow of the whole kevin owens friendship thing that uh that his storylines does uh so it leaves a little bit more open for to be flexible to to be 
other stuff stuff other than that so anyway that's it for smackdown and 205 live and aquaman and jabberjaw um let me know what you thought about everything that happened by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site please share some links with your friends subscribe on itunes write a review on itunes you can also subscribe on spotify just search for today i watched um and uh i'll i'll see uh support the show even more at patreon.com slash today i watched and i'll be back next time for week 23 part three We'll be talking about uh, probably some movies. Um, I might wait all the way until uh, I see Ocean's 8 this weekend. So I may be talking about that in the next episode. But uh, definitely I'll be talking about NXT and main events. So stay tuned. I'll see you later. Bye.